0: The issues discussed on the Roll Call Room podcast do not reflect the opinions of any specific agency and are the views of the host or guest only. Any persons discussed may be fictional for comedic purposes. This podcast is rated explicit and listener discretion is advised.
1: (laughs)
2: How many more nights of sleep you gonna lose running around complaining about your life? Stop being a lazy, bum-ass person that's full of excuses, sitting around on the pity potty, coming up with every excuse in the world as to why you ain't winning. You are the reason you're not winning. You are the reason you look the way you look. You are the reason you're unemployed. You are the reason why your surroundings are so dysfunctional and negative. It's a choice. You have thought your way into a depression. You have thought your way into negativity and misery. It's all in the mind. Change your mind and it will change your life. It's time you get off the pity party. Stop complaining about being out of shape when you never go to the gym. Stop looking at your stomach when you get out of the shower and your body and complaining about the way you look when you're eating everything in sight and never going to the gym. You just have to wake up. You just have to break that negative spirit. You have to break through all of that shit that you're carrying. Everybody wants to be better. Everyone talks about
3: becoming better. But I'll tell you right now, it doesn't just happen. You want to improve? You wanna get on a workout program or a clean diet or start a new business? You wanna write a book or make a movie or build a house or a computer or an app? Where do you start? You start right here. When do you start? You start right now. You initiate action. You go. That idea isn't going to execute itself. That book isn't going to write itself. Those weights out in the gym, they aren't going to move themselves. You have to do it, and you have to do it now. So stop thinking about it. Stop dreaming about it. Stop researching every aspect of it and debating the pros and cons of it. Start doing it. Take that first step and make it happen here and now. It takes courage, it takes commitment, it takes discipline. These are all things that you need to have because let me tell you this, When you do, magic is going to start to happen, baby. You'll start to move forward and achieve that thing. You'll start respecting yourself more. You'll start carrying yourself differently and think that you can take on the f***ing world. But it all starts with honesty. Ask yourself what you've been lying to yourself about. Consciously admit that you've been bullshitting yourself about that thing. And do everything in your power to go out and change it. It ain't easy to do, but I promise you, it'll be worth it.
2: ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Roll Call Room podcast. And now your hosts, Nick and Mike.
1: Hey Everybody. Yo. Uh, I thought you forgot about it. Twice. Uh, hey everybody, it's Nick uh and Mike from the Roll Call Room Podcast. We are happy to be back. Another remote episode. Uh, Mike is at um um his studio at his house in Fallujah. Um Mike, how's everything going over there?
0: Uh, yes, yes, it is. It's, it's going good, man. It's going, you know, it is what it is. I don't know, man. We're trying to find our new normals, you know, it is what it is. Yeah.
1: Happens. Yeah. So, um, just a couple of things right from the beginning. Uh, we've had a lot of people reaching out, uh, and sending stuff to our PO box, which we greatly appreciate, especially now, um, being sequestered home. Mike and I were sequestered home for a while, i happy to say a quick update from the folks that listened to the last episode. Uh, my COVID test came back negative, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Just the regular H1N1 flu, uh, which completely sucked ass. Um, I think I dropped 20 pounds and used 60 rolls of toilet paper. Um, too much? Good for you. Save okay. that toilet paper, dude. Yeah. So, um, a lot of stuff in our uh, PO box got a lot of patches. Thank you guys, everybody that sent yeah. patches. But there's a couple of quick shout outs that I want to give uh, for people that sent stuff that was uh, very essential. Um, masks are far and few between, and it's very hard to get them. Uh, and a lot of jurisdictions are getting one mask and being told, make this last. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like having one pair of underwear and being told to wear it for six months. Um, so a couple of quick shout outs, uh, canines of valor, Christina, thank you so much. Along with Ohio five Oh, um, they sent Mike and I a package of, uh, paper masks really greatly appreciated. I know it's scarce out there. Mike and I have been trying to buy stuff, uh, from the union for our troops. Uh, it's very, very hard. Amazon won't even sell you stuff unless you're an approved vendor. So, uh, also in a uh, in our P.O. box, we got something from Impact Dispatch. We got some T-shirts. Um, I showed Mike his shirt on um, video just now. Uh, greatly appreciated. it. I will wear that with pride. Thank you. Uh, thank you for doing that. Yeah,
0: thank you very much.
1: And our P.O. box, uh, folks that want to send us stuff, please continue to keep sending us stuff. Uh, we like it. We love it. And uh, we greatly appreciate it, even if it's a thank you note or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, we greatly appreciate it. So, that's out of the way. Mike, has it been going? How's vacation? Are you ready to come? <laughs> uh,
0: vacation is vacation. Um, you know today's Good Friday. I'm rocking my forgotten country shirt. Oh. Uh, praying for everybody out there to get through this. You know, especially. It seems like these first responders are dropping like flies, man. Every day I'm getting alert Um, about this fucking COVID, man. You know, um. And it's not these eighty and over people like you suspect. So, you know, I, I don't know, man. I mean, we're we're trying to, like I said, we're trying to find our new normal. Um, I got like a, you know, I reorganize my I like, go. I'm like, I feel like uh, Nate. I got this blowout kit with <laughs> like fucking wipes and bleach and hand sanitizer, and I got a system. You know, I, I yesterday. So I'll tell you, man. So yesterday, um, my wife found a new bike because now that's our thing. Like we try to go out on bikes, like oh, ride around the neighborhood and shit. It's all right. But everyone and their mother wants to go out on fucking bikes now. Um, so we go out, and my daughter has outgrown her bike. My, She's going to be four years old. So she outgrew her bike. So she needed a 16-inch bike. So I go to Walmart, and it's a good trek away. It's not the Walmart by my house because, of course, they don't have it in stock. So I have to go out here and uh take the boys with me and i'm like i normally just have them hang back you know the oldest in the car or whatever mm-hmm. um you know because my oldest is 17 so i have them hang back with the two brothers just to get them out of the house do something you know what i'm saying yeah. so i go in there look for this bike it's walmart bro you know what i mean so it's like <laughs> i'm like yeah i got this bike bro i swear this is always me i don't know what the fuck man you know where i got this shit from my dad my dad had these stories for days where it just never nothing fucking went his way. Like nothing was smooth. you know, I don't know, I guess that's what makes me a good cop because I'm always ready for the fucked up situations. So I go on I got my well, first of all, let me back up. this is the first time ever where I can wear a glove and a volclava into a store, you know with a gun in a backpack, <laughs> and it's it's acceptable. It's like social <laughs> norms now, you know, which is it's, it's, it's insane to me. But anyways, so I'm be bopping in, you know, you know, fuck cargo shorts, bolly on, you know, because I'm not wearing no soft ass mask. You know, I got to I got to be the hardest guy in the store. So I go there and I'm like, yeah, I'm picking up the bike. This guy, it's a first of all, she wanted a frozen Elsa bike. Okay, this is my daughter. So it has to be the bike. If it ain't the fucking bike, don't come home with anything. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, so the guy's like, okay, buddy, I'll be right back. So he goes around the back, okay?
1: voice is that?
0: Jamaican Indian. So the guy's like, here's the bike. I'm like, he comes out with like this, I don't even know what the fuck this thing was. I'm like, what is this, man? And he's like, this is your bike. I'm like, all right, let's try this again. I'm like, showing him the picture. This is the bike that I want. This is this one here, okay?
1: They don't have Elsa in Bangladesh. (laughs) He's like,
0: Oh shit. (laughs) Well, that's not the, that's not the the bike buddy. I'm like, well, clearly it's not the fucking bike. So how are we going to remedy the situation? Do you got the bike here or not? So the guy says, Oh, let me look in the back. So the guy goes around the back, bro. 20 minutes goes by this guy. And now I'm starting to stew. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So the guy comes back. He comes back with a different bike, bro. I'm like, buddy, we just went through this. I just showed you the picture. This isn't even the same bike, man. I need an Elsa.
1: Elsa, dude.
0: Elsa, look, do you want to take this with you?
1: Let me go back there.
0: Yeah, bro, that's what ended up happening. So they're like, oh, he's like, oh, it's in the front of the store, chained up, right? We go to the front, nothing. Oh, it says it's in the back. So we go in the back. I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. And then I just go back in the associates only shit everywhere, bro. Uh, And now it's, there's a pandemic, dude, who the fuck wants to work at Walmart right now? You know what I'm saying? uh, So I'm giving this guy miles, you know, I feel bad for the guy, Yeah. but the guy is, I don't even know how the fuck he put his shoes on. You know what I'm saying? So needless to say, they don't have the fucking bike. I spent an hour there and I'm like, whatever. So, but they did have toilet paper for days. So I stacked up on some toilet paper. So I checked out, I go to the car. My eight-year-old's like, dad, I got a shit. I got a shit. I got a shit. I'm like, are you Come fucking on. kidding me, bro? Come on. Come on. <laughs> so I'm like, throw this. I got another clava in my bag. he got to go. My 5 year old got to piss. So I give him another bollyclava. Thank God I was in vice. I have all these bollyclavas. And I'm like, here, throw that. We're walking in like a bunch of ninjas. And I'm like, keep your fucking hands in your pockets. Don't touch anything. So they get in there. They shit. Dude. What a mess, bro. I tell you, it never fails. It never fails. So I went to the Walmart by my house to get something else. Mm -hmm. And what's in front of the fucking store? (laughs) This Elsa bike. What? The bike. Yeah, it's right there in front. I'm like, let me go see if they have this thing, even though it's not showing in stock online. There's the bike. So this story. That bike? So that's what I did. So I was like, so I had to return the other one, right? But it was an online purchase. Uh, so I go the- to this bike. Yes. You see what I'm saying? So I go to this bike. There's a guy out front counting the people and coming into the store because I guess that's what stores are doing now. They got to count 100. how many people. Yeah, huh?
1: 100, per, 100 per one 1,000 square feet. Whatever the fuck.
0: Who ca- I'm sure – bro, they probably don't even know how to count. So I come in there. I'm like, hey, man, I got to get this bike. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't leave the door. Okay. So I go out around the corner. I'm like, hey, man, I got to get a bike. The guy's like, well, uh, let's go see if someone's up front. So we go up front. He's like, uh, "Yeah, nobody's here." I'm like, um, "Do you guys use an intercom system or phones to call each other when you need a key up front or something?" He's like, "Well, I guess I could do that." <laughs> he goes, oh, my God. "Bro!" So the other guy's like, "I'm getting a propane tank. I'm busy right now." And I'm like, "No, no, no. my friend. No, 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 no. I need, I need this bike now. You need to come get this bike." So the guy comes and gets the bike. I had to go back in and wait in line and pay for the fucking thing. It was a mess, dude, a mess, Mm -hmm. an absolute mess. And that, that literally took three hours. One more thing I saw yesterday. So by, uh, this Walmart is a major airport, international airport. And, um, the winds were so bad yesterday, bro.
1: Yeah, they were.
0: They were like 30, 40 miles an hour. Right. And my four year old is obsessed. With airplanes, bro. You know that, right? He's obsessed.
1: So you had to watch them land?
0: We were watching them land, and they were fucking coming in sideways, bro, like this. Right? I, For the first time ever, I saw a a fucking Delta airplane abort landing, bro, because it almost fucking wrecked out. What? Yeah, it, it aborted. Like, it was coming down. And he had to like bail out and go. He shot back up, like I don't know, twenty thousand feet within seconds, dude. Like he was coming down, but the crosswinds, the shit was like this, bro. And I was like, Yeah, it's not gonna make it, dude. And he just hit the jets and just shot right back up. I ain't never seen nothing like that in my life. Could you imagine? Because it's an international airport, so all these other planes are coming in, so you don't have time to be fucking around. No, you got to get out of there.
1: Yeah, and you move the window.
0: Yeah. So he had to go back and get back in line. You could see him go all the way back around and reset back up. And then he got it on. But I mean, I was like, dude, it'll be my luck. I'm sitting under this thing and it crashes into my fucking car. And that's how I go.
1: You know, it's funny because we had a conversation yesterday on the phone. We were talking about some union stuff. And then you told me like something else, like with the, no, it was your kid in the background screaming like more above average than what I'm normally used to. And I turned to you, I said to you on the phone, I go, Mike, does it ever end for you? And you're like, no, bro, this is 24 seven. And I said, I'm worried about you. Like, it just seems like whatever can go wrong. Like you're me. So I'm going to tell you what happened to me in between our taping of the last show. There's certain things that I can't talk about because now it's in, it's going to result in civil litigation. Oh, boy. Uh, You don't even know about this, Mike, because I didn't even tell you about it. So my PTSD service dog that I have, Enzo, um, we decided to go get him neutered. And we've taken our eight cats to this place to go get neutered and spayed. Um, So we've gone to this place quite a bit. So we take my uh, we take. Enzo in the morning, drop him off at 7.30 in the morning. He's got a a service dog harness on. So when we drop him off, we're like, hey, listen, you need to make sure that you put this harness on correctly. You put one arm through the harness, basically gave uh, instructions. So we go to pick up Enzo at 3.30. Um, They have this COVID uh, protocol now where you're not allowed to go into the vet's office. You park your car, you text message them. They bring the dog out to your car. They open up the back door. They put the dog in the back of back of the car. They close the door. You roll down your windows. Very strict instructions. You roll down your windows no more than three inches. They put the paperwork in there. They talk to you with a face mask on. What the what the pain level is going to be and the aftercare. Right. So we get there. Text message. Um, the door opens up. Immediately I can see that they didn't put the harness on Enzo correctly. They didn't weave one leg through the harness. What does Enzo do? Enzo is a Weimaraner, everybody. And if you don't know anything about Wimaraners, they're basically velociraptors in a dog. Enzo Clever Girl. Yeah. Enzo is still under Enzo is over 55 pounds, so he's a big boy. He's still under anesthetic, so he's not like out but he's definitely not aware of his surroundings Mm -hmm. Enzo's a strong dog Enzo takes two steps backwards from the tech gets out of the harness and gone oh no gone Mm, no gone the tech doesn't stop him doesn't grab him doesn't make any attempt to restrain him Um, and of course, my family's very, very upset. We're very vocal people. As you can see from this podcast, we drop F-bombs like going out of style. So some family members may have cursed and may have turned around and cursed at the staff, which is, I think it's pretty normal for that to happen. This is your baby. Reaction. It's a reaction. Let me preface by saying that this veterinarian's office is by a major highway, airport, and a train track mm. and surrounded by woods. Okay. So and he's four, out of it and he's out of it. He has no idea where the fuck he is. He has no idea. Uh, he's a six month old puppy. He has no idea. So imagine that your baby gone. So two police cruisers from that jurisdiction roll up and I have my roll call room hoodie on like I always do. And, um, I'm like, this is a Steve moment, so get ready. I'm like, no, this is, okay, good. The veterinarian's office called the police department because they knew it was a PTSD service dog for, for a police officer, you know. So I roll up and um, I'm like, hey, this is the color of the dog and blah, blah, blah. This old crusty officer goes, I'm not here for your dog. And I'm like, okay. He's like, I'm here for a disorderly call. I go, a disorderly call for, for what? And he's like, for you guys, apparently you cursed out the staff. And I'm like, hold on, No up. way, bro. I'm like, hold up. They called you because we cursed at them? And he's like, yeah. That's no what way. Here. And I'm like, I thought you were here to kind of help with the dog. I swear to you, Mike, his comment to me was, Does, do I look like a dog dog catcher to you? Mm. And I go, you're not even going to help, like, try and, like, Find the dog. He goes. No, we don't do that. And I'm, <clears throat> I don't identify myself as a cop because I just don't do that. And I know he's got his body camera on, so I need need to obviously be very careful in my sarcasm. And I'm like, I'm like, uh, okay. Well, we're not on the veterinarian's property anymore. We're trying to find the dog. Um, he goes. Well, then my job here is done. And I'm like, hey, can I? Do, can you do me a favor? Could you give me? Did a, did a call for service get generated for this? He goes, did you not hear what I said that there was a disorderly call? I go, I just lost my dog, bro. Like, mm-hmm. have a little bit of compassion. I was like, can you give me the call for service number? And he goes, for what? And I go, because I could see that this is gonna go a civil route. Like if I if I have to sue the vet's office to recoup my my dog's expensive, my dog's a $4,000 dog. Um, <clears throat> he's like, I don't understand why you need the case number. And I'm like, because I'm asking for it. And he goes, Well, well, I'm not doing a report for it. I go, Sir, I didn't ask you to do a report for it. I'm just asking you for a report number so I have a reference that the police were called. This goes
0: back to our previous episodes, this exact same conversation. Just Mm -hmm. give a little, give them the number. What's the difference, bro? Dude, you're making a bigger problem than what needs to be.
1: You would have thought that I asked him to give me his sidearm to look at he looks at me like I'm a fucking idiot and he's like huffing and puffing going back to his cruiser and he jots down the case number and like you know like when you hand somebody something and then there's a difference between handing somebody something and like that disgusted handing something yeah. to someone <laughs> yeah. it was the yeah. second one and i fought every urge not to and i again i knew he had a body camera on and i got enough problems going on as my union rep thank you mike um that I bit my tongue and I was like, "Thank you and thank you for your service and and I'm sorry that you had to come out, you know, with us." Now this fucking Steve has a mask on. You know where he has his mask on, around his neck. Of course. <laughs> so, it, it's it it was a typical fucking Steve and it was hilarious because I'm wearing the same shirt my my hoodie that I'm wearing on right now. Has hashtag not Steve on it. And I was dying laughing. While I'm driving around for three fucking hours. Trying to find my dog. And I'll leave the story at that. Because we just served the veterinarian's office yesterday. With uh, with paperwork. So. Um, Where's the dog? I can't talk about it.
0: What does that mean?
1: I'll talk to you offline about it. Oh man. But the bottom line is um it's a shit show um it's sad um and it goes to like the shit that covid like people's covid policies look really good on paper or through email but actually doing the right thing um doesn't work like if you're going to have something like that you should have a fence around like it should be a fenced area where there's a pickup because in case something like that happens um It's a liability. It's a a huge liability. Tremendous liability. Tremendous. And the vet's office, the first inclination was not to call animal control to come out and help find the dog. It was to call the police because somebody said, fuck you, or you fucking, I think the comment was, you fucking idiots lost my dog. That warranted. Imagine getting that call of a service, Mike, in our jurisdiction.
0: I I can't, I hate, was it one of your girls who said that? (laughs) Yes. That's what I thought.
1: <laughs> I trained them well. You did.
0: Why? Well, as soon as you said that, I'm like, I have an idea which one, and it wasn't the younger one. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but oh, it was my man, man. That's you I'm know, you sorry lose, that you had to go through that, bro.
1: You lose a pet, and it's again we've we've had the dog for you know four or five months. You grow to love him. It's a it's a family member, and when you watch somebody just like let him go. Like there was no effort to even like restrain him. That's what aggravated me. And then what made it worse was like calling the police on us. And yeah. then like, there was no compassion whatsoever. So needless to say, um, they lost our business. <laughs> so, so what the hell? That's the shit I dealt with. And then the same fucking day on my way back, I had to go grocery shop. Now, now mind you, I have the flu during all of this. So, I go to my local grocery store and I got my face mask on and I do my grocery shopping and I go up to the register and all these businesses have taped every six feet. I don't know if you've seen in all the stores Mm -hmm. and uh, the guy in front of me puts his stuff down on the conveyor belt. I wait for it to completely empty and I start putting my stuff on the conveyor belt and my toe goes over the tape and the cashier, Mm -hmm. sir. Let's be respectful about the social distancing, okay? Uh, you can't make this shit up. People have lost their fucking mind, bro. And we're being conditioned now because I caught myself yesterday. I went to the, the, the gas station and – um. The cashier had a glo- gloves on and a face mask on and I put my items on the counter and I like to help. I like to turn the barcode towards them to make their job easier when they're scanning and our hands touch you going above and beyond. I always do. I know the service industry. I was in retail. I know the service in- industry. It, it helps. So I turned the can for what I was buying and our hands touched. Dude, you would have thought that I I inappropriately touched her with my reaction. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. But now we're conditioned to not physically touch people, yeah, it's so yeah. sad, dude, it's yeah, and
0: like, everyone's walking every, every everyone's walking around like they're doctors. Everyone's diagnosing people with their eyes. It's like this guy's sick. Did I tell you I was at Harris Teeter and this guy walked by me? And he, he, he was like, <clears throat> he was on the phone, and he was like, "Hold on one second and put his mask over his nose as I passed him. And I'm like, really, bro? I think I told this story before but it was now it's great i went to the grocery store this morning everyone had a mask on except me and i was like oh great as long as you guys have masks on i'm good <laughs> and then if people people get too close i'm like <clears throat> sorry <laughs> i could see you doing and they're that. like oh fuck <laughs> or when, or when you, someone sneezes it's like someone walking down the store with their pants down everyone stares they're like yeah. oh fuck oh, you just sneezed and everyone's Dude, like looking at each other
1: i I was in the grocery store with my kids and I had to sneeze so bad. And I turned to them and I was like, I'm so petrified to sneeze right now. And my yeah. little one goes, dad, don't do it. Don't do it. They're going to kick us out of here. And I was like, what am I going to do? It? I got to sneeze. You know, like this is what we're, this is what we're growing into. We're, we're growing into the phobia of touching people and sneezing. Um, I will tell you that there's a video out of this nurse. That did a video of people that wear gloves everywhere and it's hilar- not hilarious but it's educational because you see people now in the grocery store with rubber gloves on touching products on the shelf touching their face still grabbing their cell phones the gloves if you're if you're going to touch everything when you have your gloves on just don't don't wear gloves just use sanitizer gel when you get in your car like it just doesn't make sense the gloves don't repel bacteria
0: yeah. I got a, I got a system, bro. Like the thing is, is like I have a system. So I, since mom, right hand dominant, I only glove my right hand. Yeah. You're right. And it, so then your left hand is free. So I'll keep my cell phone in my left pocket because yeah. what kills people is when they're manip- they have gloves on both hands, they're yeah. pushing the cart and they're texting and they're holding their purse or they're scratching their head. I mean, you're, you're, you're just, it's just pointless. You might as well not have gloves on. So I do one glove and then I do everything with that, and then obviously I have the chip, so I only have to put the tip in. <laughs> Yiggity. Um, I only have to put the tip in. You're welcome, Nate. That was for Nate. No. And uh, and Thank then you- that's it. And then at the end, when I go like put all the groceries in the car or whatever, then I just toss that one glove and then I then I hand it. I mean, that, it's it's not hard. Like I said in the beginning of this episode, you just got to find those new normals. And I got a whole little kit now.
1: And then Same. I mean, if
0: this is what we got to do, this is what we got to do. Whatever it takes to. You know, not catch the fucking Rona. We're going to do it.
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully we're on the downslope now. I mean, I mean, I don't think a lot of
0: song for you before we go to break.
1: Oh, boy. Go ahead. Here we go. Your last song selection. When the. Come on,
0: man. Pick it up. Uh, I heard it. uh, Ain't nobody going to break my stride. Nobody going to hold me down. Oh, no. You know, that song. put it on.
1: What song You're is it? You're a DJ.
0: You're a DJ. I got to keep on moving. I was like this is a fitting song for the podcast. I was listening to it on the radio on the way to get milk. It's good for covid. Let's hear it. And I got another song when we come back.
1: I hope this is it. Try not. Well, there's cheering, so I'm a little worried. What the
0: hell is that shit? <laughs> oh, that is it. That is it. That is it. It's the just the
1: right one. Yeah. yeah.
0: it's not the old school one, bro. That's
1: terrible, Mike. You did live. You can't do live. Live is always trash. I'll find it for the next for the next uh Oh,
0: you ruined it, bro. You ruined it. You should have sent it to All me. Alright. Alright, whatever. Alright, put on print. Put on some prints. Prints?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know if I'm happy. last time we played Prince, um it uh it didn't go over very well. Yes. <laughs> All right folks, we're gonna take a break and we'll come back. Don't you do it. Don't you do it.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> you told me several times and I, I had the strangest
3: dream I sailed away to China In a little up to find ya And you
0: said you had to get your laundry uh,
1: Alright, no, I got it Let it
0: play, let it play You
1: said
0: i I I get to keep on moving holy
1: shit i was jammed that this morning i found that during a break so mike you came up with a fantastic idea we text messaged each other late last night and um we are going to do the question game but not in the fashion that we normally do the question game uh, this will be 10 questions um, that cops ask is that yeah. right?
0: Uh, can, so, uh, oh, kind of um, oh. yeah go ahead what do you got
1: Do you want, do you want, uh, we'll just read out which one and then we'll talk about it. You go one and I'll do one.
0: Um, go ahead. What do you got? Yeah, you go first.
1: Uh, my first question is, is when does the training end? I think every cop, when they go to training (laughs) on day one of like a, even a two day training, they're just like, what time do we get out? They don't care about the syllabus. They don't care about what the course is gonna be. It's just what time do we get out? I know it says five o'clock on the uh on the agenda. You don't really mean five o'clock, right? We're getting out at three, right?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's typical. That's that's every training, dude. God forbid you go up to that five o'clock, you're the biggest oh, you piece of birth. shit in the world. You're you the biggest birth. Bro, you're the biggest piece of shit in the world if you go up to five o'clock, this guy. How dare you make me work a full eight-hour training day?
1: Dude, have you ever gone to a training and right at the five o'clock mark, some fucking Steve raises their hand and starts asking a ridiculously stupid fucking question, and everybody in the class is looking at them like, you know that we all have guns in this room, right? You fucking idiot. Bro, that's
0: that's always the worst, man. That's always the worst. When guys have questions and or, or it's been covered already. Yeah. I <laughs> already answered it.
1: Oof.
0: Yours. Go ahead. Um, I gotta be honest with you, man. I didn't do any questions. <laughs> All right. So on to my, my question, hold on, hold on. It's 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 good. My questions were uh this is why we probably should have talked instead of texted because we lost in translation. Mine was gonna be like um like most embarrassing moment on patrol. Like most you know what I mean? Like oh, questions
1: episode then. And we'll do that. I Another took it at what are the top 10 questions cops ask in their profession. So I just wrote 10. So I'll just read my 10.
0: Yeah, that's good. I, I like this too. This is good too. But go ahead. What's your number 2?
1: Number 2 is is this overtime? <laughs> every cop. Oh, I see every, where
0: you're going with this. I like Yeah, and no I wonder you said you'd love it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is this yeah. going to be overtime? Sarge, is this going to be overtime? Number number three, uh, whose pants are these? Uh, these ain't now, my pants. Now you have to ask that when you, just before you start searching the suspect. You got to go, whose pants are these? Because you know it's going to be, yo, these aren't my pants. I just got these at Goodwill.
0: <laughs> are these your pants? Huh? Are these your pants? Yeah, these are my pants. All right, we're good.
1: You know, when somebody, you know, when somebody's about to lie to you is when they repeat the same question back to you. Like you go, whose pants are these? Who's- nah,
0: bro. The famous one is, what's your name, bro? My name?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, your name. That's what I said. I didn't stutter. What's your name, bro? You want my name? Oh, here we go. This guy's shit.
1: Next question. If I called your grandma, what would she say? Dude, these are fire, bro. I told you. I told you. I, I wrote these at like one o'clock in the morning last night. Uh, if I called your grandmama. What would she say? Don't call my grandmama. Don't call her.
0: Oh, I thought you were going from the sense that uh, the car's registered in the grandmother's name.
1: where I was going too <laughs> That's what I was going to. Every single time. What would your Every grandma time.
0: say if you were driving around with this dope in her car? You we call grandma and tell her you got to open her car?
1: No, man. Don't call her. Don't call her. I can't even tell you how many times I get behind a dirty car and you run it. And in our jurisdiction, when you run somebody's plate, their picture comes up, like from their driver's license picture, and you run their plate, and you can clearly see who the driver is before you pull them over. And you run the plate, and it comes back to like a 60-year-old woman. Yeah. And you're just like... <laughs> You're a piece of shit. It's an like,
0: 80s, 89 Oldsmobile cutlass, mm-hmm. and it's registered to a 70 year old woman mm-hmm. or a crown deceased, who's deceased. And there's some young dude, he's like 21 driving it with the seat leaned back at zero degree angle.
1: <laughs> which, which actually helps when we search, by the way. I i mean, <laughs> exactly, it's fucking fantastic, but it's hilarious. It is hilarious. Um. This one is universal everywhere. How many beers? <laughs> and how two. how many? Always two. Always fucking two. A how many beers do you have? A couple. What's a couple? Two. Two mm. barrels? Or what? No, just two beers. Two beers. And then they're a point two oh. Yeah. Um another one is so this is not your car. <laughs> yeah. uh, my car, I it's borrowed it. This. this is not my car.
0: Oh, this car? This is my cousin's car, bro. This is my cousin's <laughs> car.
1: I mean, it's my car, but my cousin
0: borrowed it. Like, you know how? I, you know this is how I this is how I work this, bro. I said, "Okay, whose car is this? Oh, my cousin's car. Okay, why does it smell like weed?" You've been smoking in here? Uh, no. So that's what I do. I say, okay, well, did you let someone in here that's been smoking weed? Because it's how the smell get in here. Oh yeah. Well, I, I, I I gave this dude a ride earlier. I think he was smoking before he, I'm like, bingo, good to go. You just confirmed it.
1: Thanks bud. Uh, this one, this one irks me every time I deal with a juvenile arrest and it's, Who's home right now that's an adult? And you're just hoping that the answer to that is somebody, a living, breathing human being. And it typically is not. And it's not because they're not home because they're working.
0: Yeah, some kid. Yeah, I'm 18. <laughs> nah, bro. It's not nah. how this works. <laughs> nah.
1: What's your date of birth? <laughs> they get fuzzy right around the year mark.
0: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. What's well, your date of birth, bro? Um
1: twelve, eighteen, ninety one. What does that make you? What does that make you? Over eighteen, bro. (laughs) No, what's the exact age? And you could see them trying to figure it out and the smoke building up in their head, and they're like carry one minus Z squared, and then Niner Uh, pie chart. Smiley face, (laughs) emoji hand. How old
0: are you? Uh, How old am I? (laughs) 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 Yes. Okay, you know what? Listen, this is how we're going to do this. You write it down. You write down your date of birth, and then they do this shit. I had this before. 10, (laughs) 12. What what is this? The fucking year is scribbled. I'm like, what is this? What year is this? It's,
1: it's that. It's the date that I put down on there. What's Da-da-da. the what's the year? Da-da-da.
0: What? What say it again? Oh Ninety one. <laughs> Ninety one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Have you ever have you ever gotten a family member like a parent or guardian on the first shot? Like when they give you the yeah. phone number. No,
0: I no, 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 no. I always have them write it down because they don't do it. They give me some bullshit.
1: Yeah. I never get the adult the first time around. And then I have to go back to the cruiser and then I have to be like, listen, you understand. Like if I can't get a hold of somebody, you're going to go to the detention center. Like you're going to have to stay at the detention center. If I get a hold of a parent, you're going home with them. Oh oh, 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 okay. All right. Yeah. Let me give you the real number. You're like, what the fuck? No, let me give you my grandma. She's home. Grandma.
0: Or here's the other one. When you ask him there, when you're sitting on the curb in there in handcuffs, where's your ID, bro? I don't have ID. All right. We're going to play this game. What's your name? Uh, Michael Bryan. Okay. Michael Bryan what? Michael Bryan Smith. All right. Let's check it. Did you, no. Confirm. No return on a Michael. Oh, you ever heard of ID or driver's license? Yeah. Okay. Well, what's your real name, dude? I gave you my real name, bro. And then it's like, all right, let the games begin. Oh, it's Brian Michael with a warrant mm-hmm. out of mm-hmm. Maryland.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or or they have an ID in their back pocket the whole entire time. Like, we're not going to go in your pocket and fine. <laughs> and then you're like, you're so what's stupid. It? What's this? I asked you if you had an ID. Oh. Uh, Oh,
0: you asked if I had a driver's license. But <sighs> I got a walker's ID. Uh, oh, this guy, this guy, this guy. Bro. All right. What else you got? I like this.
1: Yeah. So uh, this one, my, my uh, knuckle dragger is going to enjoy. Uh, so you paid this person via PayPal without seeing the apartment. Uh, I had a dollar. I just read an article about some lady that got duped at a $2,000 for COVID um, sanitizer gel from, oh a, my gosh. from an overseas company that called her. She didn't go online looking for hand sanitizer. They called her and said, hey, we got our hands on a shipment of hand sanitizer and we're going to sell it to you at wholesale so you can sell it at retail. And they paid her, she paid them $2,000 without even looking into the company. She just gave her, she just paid through PayPal like an idiot. Just a moron.
0: Here, I got a follow up to that. So, where did you send these green dot cards? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> For our non law enforcement uh, fans, lately people have been convinced to go to Walmart. And buy Walmart gift cards or green dot gift cards
0: to send to the IRS. It's a scam.
1: Scam. You're an idiot. I I have a couple of those on tape. I'm going to have to put them on one of our episodes because I like fucking with those scammers. Like I string them along. Like I'm like, I'm like, what? I have a warrant. Oh, my God. And they're like, they are coming to your house right now to arrest you if you do not give four thousand dollars. And I'm like, oh, really? Oh, what time are they going to come? They're outside right now. I'm like, oh, okay. Can I make them some food or something? I just fuck with them. I keep them on the phone as long as I possibly can just to fucking annoy them. Just like those people with our website from the roll call room. I get probably five phone calls a week from web designers from Bangladesh trying to redesign our website and the last one i got on the phone and tell you this one this guy gets on the phone thick accent and he's like um i am looking at your site and we can take it to the next level and i go well listen you called at the right time all right we are revamping our site we're revamping our mission mission and everything and i've been having a hard time finding a a web redevelopment company or re- web development company that can integrate e-commerce and do what my vision is and he's like Sir, you you found the right place we'll help you and I go all right so here's what i need this site is going to be 100% dedicated to farmhouse love so you'll be able to go on this website and select the the farm animal that you want to cuddle with and you'll be able to pay online for those services dead silence on the phone dead silence. and the guy's like we cannot do that and i go i thought you can do everything i thought you can help me out this is going to be revolutionary like like this is going to make millions of dollars and he's like no sir you're gonna have to find somebody else and i was like dude you're not helping me out here man i thought you and i can do some business this guy was disgusted bro Disgusting. Right, I got one. Go <clears throat> ahead. Shoot. All
0: right. When's the last time you smoked? <laughs> <laughs> Today? Yeah. To- Today. Today,
1: yes. Oh, oh, oh. Like in hours or minutes, officer? This morning. This morning. Oh. Uh <sighs> ten minutes ago.
0: Yeah. I could tell from your eyes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, no, that's I got one. All right. Shoot.
0: Um, how often do you drive down this road? they <laughs> <laughs> are speeding, man, when they're speeding. How often do you drive down this road? Every day. Every you day. No, know it was 25?
1: I'll be honest with you, officer. I've never noticed. I've never, ever noticed.
0: All right. Got, it's not questions, but I got two more. And I'll do wait. it
1: do it i only uh-huh. have one hey do me a favor
2: <laughs>
1: i abuse that line I abuse hey bro do me a favor sit on the curb hey bro do me a favor step out of the car
0: all right hey. here's one here's another one here's another. One. in summarization all right here's the deal <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah all right here here's how this is gonna go yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. That's so fucking true. Uh, right, here's, here's the, the deal, thing, bro. Here's the thing, bro. Here's the thing. Bro. That's what I use. Here, here's the thing, bro. I hear you, and and, and, and I and I get it. But here's the thing, and then I drop the thing. Then I'm like, <laughs> you got to go to jail. All right.
0: All right. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I get it that these are your cousin's pants, <laughs> but unfortunately, this eight ball of crack is in your pocket, and you're wearing the pants so guess what it's a schedule one two you got to go to jail no we cannot work this out there's something we can do here no you got to go to jail
1: here's the thing i got to level you out that was from the silly offensive video here's the thing i gotta level you out put the bagel back in your bag or i'm gonna have to level you out bro uh,
0: you like hospital food <laughs> Uh, uh, what's the last uh, one
1: you got my last one is as you're searching is this your penis or is this a gun what the fuck you never <laughs> search somebody and there's a gun in between their legs yeah but i don't ever
0: ask them that i just get in there and take it out
1: <laughs> no no uh me and um uh you told had, me yeah ali you and got me. in his shorts or whatever yeah He had it all up in there, bro. He had it almost in his crack. It was fucking terrible. It was nasty. Um, but yeah, those are the questions. The next ones, uh, the next episode we'll do, uh, we'll do the one that you wanted to do.
0: That's hilarious, man. I had some, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Let's do that. And then I got some, hold on, let me look at my notes here. So, um, one of the most embarrassing moments on patrol, um, Mm. You know, want to leave this in a funny note, uh, but anyways, so we had a bomb threat in a massive government building, right? Bomb scare. Someone called it a bomb threat, right? So hundreds of hundreds of federal employees evacuating. We're staging. We got them. You know, we're doing our ICS. We got them. You know, x amount of hundreds of yards away from the building, uh, moving people back. And I'm sitting there. I'm shutting down a major artery of the city or the road. And uh, turning traffic away. Big deal. We have multiple, multiple units out there. And then we clear it within the hour, right? They come, they sweep it. It's good. EOD dogs come, do their thing. Shout out to our uh, patrol dogs and EOD dogs. So they come and they do their thing and then they roll out. So they're like, all clear. We can open it back up. So I'm coming down, right? There's hundreds of people in front of the building still, like, you know, filtering back in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't see the fucking median. Oh, and this median is like, A hot, not like a bullshit curb, but like a solid marble curb. Mm -hmm. And I must have blasted this fucking. No, bro. Going like a solid 35 miles an hour, dude. No. (laughs) It was day work, bro. It was day work. Boom. Blew this shit out. Blew out both sides of my tires. No. Left sides. And everyone turned around. And I just turned on my emergency equipment and kept driving with my lights and no. I kept driving. Dude. I like, I got to get out of here, bro. And I turned down this alley and I had to call the your wrecker service to come out and change both tires. It was embarrassing. Fucking hilarious. I was literally driving laughing, mm-hmm. laughing my balls off. And I was like, well, shit, I got to do something. And I'm, Eep. I just turned on, because everyone turned around. They thought it was an explosion. I blew
1: out both tires. I got I got one for you. Um uh, this involves my partner in community policing before you, uh, Matt K. And um I had a um I had a a truck. I it wasn't a Tahoe, it was like the smaller one. Um mm-hmm. it was 2441. It was a I can't remember what it was. So it, we patrolled in an area that had a park, uh, a really large park, and it had rained. The night before. So we had constant problems with, uh, MS 13 members, like hanging out in alleyways and stuff. And, uh, what I would do is I would drive across the soccer field and sneak up on them in the alleyway. And so I drive across the soccer field, not really realizing that it was a mud field and I get stuck and I'm turning the tires, the back tires, mud everywhere. Mike, like to the point where it was coming up on the side windows and and on the windshield. Oh no! Now I'm in it. Now like I'm fucking in it, like in the mud, and I'm like, I'm gonna have to fucking call a wrecker, and I'm also gonna have to call my sergeant because like, I straight up fucking went mudding. Like they're gonna have to resod this fucking soccer field. So I text message. Actually, we had uh, Nextels at the time, so I next tell Matt, and I'm like, yo, thinking maybe we can push this thing out of the fucking mind. Now this is after 40 minutes of me trying to figure it out on my own. Right. And uh, I I believe him up. I'm like, yo, Matt, can you come by and come help me out? And he rolls up smart. Not like me. He stays on the asphalt and he gets out of the car and he walks up and he goes, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm stuck. I can't get the fucking car out of here. And I don't want to call a wrecker because then everybody on the radio is going to know I'm fucking stuck. And you know how it works. Everybody shows up.
0: Everyone drives by and laughs takes pictures. Yeah,
1: yeah. He he turns around and he gets back in the car and he slams the door shut and like starts driving off. And I'm like, what the fuck? So my Nextel goes off and I hear blip blip, and I'm like, it's him. And I go, what are you doing? And he goes, it's a four wheel idiot. Put it in four wheel drive. That's what four wheel drive is for. And I go, so I'm on the phone with them and I click the knob to four wheel drive and I just roll out of it like it was like it was just asphalt (laughs) and it's like one o'clock in the morning when this happens, the whole entire shift. And I had to bring my truck back to headquarters with it looking like, like Bigfoot, like four wheeler, like mud, all like you couldn't even see the decals on the side where it said police complete bro. Embarrassing, embarrassing. And he did take pictures.
0: Dude, I had, so did I tell you about my, my next tell story? No, I lost. No, I didn't tell you this. Yeah. So I went, I had a next tell this one. Next tells were hot. Like you had to be special to get a next tell.
1: Yeah. Like yeah, they gave
0: them out to certain people. It was a big deal, bro. Um, so I got one because I came out, I was a school resource officer, came back to the road. So as SRO, you had it. You had to have them in case the school needed to get a hold of you or whatever. Yeah. So they they gave me one and I had it. And then when I went back to the road, they were like, Wow, it's yours. You've developed relationships. You could keep it. Right? Great. Yeah. So I was like, Great. So everyone on the road would you would borrow my cell phone, you know what I mean? Like if they needed it for whatever. So, anyways, so um so I go to the Dunkin' Donuts. Like a bunch of us uh, daylight guys, that was our spot. Uh, the DD, that was our spot. Right out roll call, like six, seven <laughs> of us, get a cup of iced coffee, whatever. We go up to the second level. This donut has two levels. And we would sit and we would bullshit and draw Jack on our weekends. And um, so I went down. It was me and a bunch of senior guys. Uh, Charlie was one of them. Shout out to my boy, Charlie. I miss him. Miss Charlie. And uh, so I go out and I used to clip it on the front of my belt. So I go. And, of course, I'm not a Steve, so I piss in the, the shitter, not in the in the urinal, because I don't want to get attacked from behind. Yep. So Smart. I go in the shitter, and I piss, and then I go to lean over, and it was just a clip. It wasn't a pouch. And the next tell falls in the fucking toilet, bro.
1: Yeah, right? you tell about this.
0: <laughs> and I told you this, right? And then it's auto flush. so it flushed down, oh. and I had to get the maintenance to come down and pull it off the shitter. And it was a mess, bro. And everyone was, like, messaging me on the
1: computer, like,
0: hey, I called you. Some rat answered your phone. <laughs> the
1: Cops are fucking relentless, bro. Bro,
0: relent- ruthless, bro. So if uh, you ever – or that or – um, or if you get into a cruiser accident, you try to keep it off the air. So you call in through dispatch if you get into a cruiser accident. Like, I, one of my first ever cru- cruiser accident, I called it in over the air. And I was like, yeah, I need a supervisor and another officer to take a report. <laughs> and then everyone's like, what's up? Blowing me up on the computer. Where are you at? What are you doing? What's wrong? And I'm not replying. Then you see one cruiser, two cruiser, 10 cruisers drive by, and they're all pointing and laughing. And I'm like, you motherfuckers, dude.
1: Bro, you just reminded me, wait, in 2008, I had a very, very bad cruiser accident. Remember that? I was there. We just yeah. finished lunch wait, we had just finished lunch, lunch, and I was on my way to a lights and siren, uh, violent domestic, and I was going through an intersection, and this lady tried to beat me through the intersection. She T-boned me, and I wrapped my cruiser around a telephone pole, and I was knocked unconscious. Charger, you
0: had a charger.
1: Charger, brand new charger, and um, I couldn't feel my legs. I thought I was paralyzed, and um, I remember waking up. With the neck brace and being on a back a backboard on the stretcher as they would take me into the ambulance and we didn't have out of carry vests at the time and i used to keep my work my personal phone in my pocket and i remember like looking up and you were leaning over me and you were like bro give me your yourself like where's your cell phone i'm like it's in my side pocket and you're like give me the code mm-hmm. to. Your phone. <laughs> wait you go give me the phone code to your phone so i can call your family And I was like, I just looked up and I was like, "Uh uh-uh. And you were like, do you remember what you said? No. You go, you you look down at me. I look up and you go, bro, give me the fucking code to your phone. I don't care about your dick pics.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, I did say that. I I, remember that. In the back of the medic unit. In the back of the medic unit.
1: Dude, my work co- my work phone like passcode was like two 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 two. So I'm like I'm like going, I'm I'm looking up and I go two 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 and you go two 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 and I go, yeah. You go, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember being being fucking pushed into the ambulance, like laughing inside, but I couldn't laugh because I was in so much fucking pain. You just like your your head was just like You were like, uh, then you met at the hospital and you gave me my phone back and you were like, you're a fucking sick bastard. And I was like, what? And you were like, I looked at everything and I was like, (laughs) I like My eyes got real wide and I was like, what? And you were like, I'm fucking kidding. But that means you got sick shit in there. You fucking animal. Dude. I
0: remember that day. Like it was yesterday, man. We were, um, we went to Foster's grill. Mm -hmm. We were eating as a whole unit, the entire unit, community support unit. Cops, guys, and we all, we all kind of. Most of the time, we were two to a car, but that day we were all in our individual cars. And you didn't have the SUV because normally you drove the suburban.
1: Yeah, and that just day,
0: Yeah, you just got the new Charger because they wanted more miles on it because it was low. Because they were a piece of shit, and no one drove them, and a uh, piece of shit V6 Chargers. They were V6, not V8 HEMIs. Yep. V6 because they wanted to save money, and those things are yep. fucking dead. With
1: what the gas tank that- underneath the driver's uh, seat. The gas under the driver's seat.
0: Yeah. We could talk about one of our officers got rear ended and engulfed in flames and they barely got out of that one. But, um, yeah, so we, it was a piece of shit. It was a death trap worse than these baby tortoises. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, so literally bro, this is how crazy this is. Yeah. We joke about it, but it's some serious shit, man, Mm -hmm. because it's happened so fast Mm -hmm. because we were bullshitting and we just finished having lunch. We were all ha- breaking up. We, had a, we, we did a rendezvous in the parking lot, like six of us bullshitting. And we were like, all right. And then that domestic came out. And then you were like, I'm going to jump on that. And it was like, within seconds, you were on the radio. You tried to get on the radio. I couldn't talk. And you said, uh, what, is it, uh, what is it? What's the Ken code for traffic? I'm blanking on it right now. 1050. That's all you said. You were like, whatever, 1050. And I was like, holy fuck. And I remember flying up there to come up there. And I saw your cruiser, bro. All the airbags deployed. I was like, this isn't good. Like, this isn't good. And then uh, we had to, like, rip the door off to get you out.
1: I have a picture of it right here on my other computer. I look at it every once in a while.
0: And the medics medics were right there. And the guy, the ambulance was right behind you when it happened. They watched the lady run the red light and everything.
1: She went around the medic unit to beat me to the intersection. That's what saved me because after I got to the hospital, um, like about five months later, I was home. I was back to full duty and, uh, a sheriff's deputy car pulled up to my driveway and came up to my house and served me with, um, civil litigation paperwork. That lady that hit me sued me for $3 million. <laughs> and I remember opening up that packet and all i kept seeing was zero after zero after zero and i freaked the fuck out um and i called the city attorney and they were just like oh just fax it over we'll we'll take care of it and i was like she's suing for 3 million dollars they were like oh yeah that's that's actually not a lot and they were like she's not going to win anything and It got pretty far with that one, like deposition, and we'll do an episode on that actually, because that yeah court yeah civil matters yeah yeah. civil matters because when you get sued civilly, um they can pretty much ask for everything and anything. Like they, they got all my pictures from Facebook and MySpace at the time, um and they were trying to make a case that I was like into like fast cars and Fast and Furious and all this other stuff, and the case got thrown out. And then one month before the statute of limitations, so a year and a half later, I got served again for another three million dollars. Mm. And um, that one got past deposition. A trial date was set, and then the day before Christmas Eve, the judge threw it out because of um, sovereign immunity. So uh, we'll have to do an episode on civil uh, civil lawsuits. And and I, I was always told when when I started this job, you really haven't. Fully experience everything until you've been sued at least once. Yeah.
0: Or you have policy or case law in your name, yeah. which I think I might have two out of three.
1: I have a couple and I, I foresee another one coming, but you know, hey. Uh so with that, um, Yeah,
0: another solid episode in the books, bro.
1: Really, really good. Listen, um, I want to give a quick shout out real quick, um, before we end uh to coppergear.biz. Um they're doing some cool uh, stuff for us, and I wanted to reach out. Also, what I want to do is, is I want to dedicate this episode to Gigi. Yeah. Uh, Gigi was a um, a great fan of ours that uh, was with us from the beginning of the Roll Call Room podcast. Uh, she supported us through TadFink.com. Um, she bought apparel from us she would send poems all the time um she sent us voicemails which uh i'll i'll put po- public soon um Gigi unfortunately took her life on uh the 4th of april uh she had a lot of demons that she was battling and um she always said that this podcast kind of helped her uh cope with those specifically elizabeth's episodes because um the demons that she was fighting were from what happened to Elizabeth also happened to her. So, um, Gigi, we love you. And, um, this episode is dedicated to you. We miss you. Uh, I was devastated when I found out the news and then when I messaged Mike, Mike was in deniability. He couldn't, he just couldn't believe it. And yeah.
0: I, I, yeah. I wanted to know facts. I wanted to know more. I, I just, yeah. I had to, I wasn't, I was ignoring it. I was in denial, but yeah, like you said, you know, we got to fight these demons together. We can't fight these demons by ourselves because we're all fighting the same demons. So we got to fight them together.
1: Yeah. And, and, um, you know, we take our fans very, very seriously. We're very humbled by our fans. And when something like that happens, I got to tell you, it, it, it depressed me for a whole entire day because I felt like we let, we let her down, but, Um, that's not the case. We probably extended her life by the five, six months that we've been doing this podcast. Um, her voicemail that she left last, um, she even said it, um, she listened to this daily. So uh, listen to, listen to Mike and I, when we tell you that if you are struggling or you are thinking about anything, you are not better off not being here. Um, I want you to reach out to bluehelp.org. If you're having thoughts where you want to kill yourself or you want to harm yourself, uh, Mike and I are always always available to you, and we have a very quick response time in answering emails. I want you to reach out to me at Nick at RollCallRoom.com or Mike at RollCallRoom.com. Uh, you can reach us on Facebook, Instant Messenger. Mike and I both have access to that, and we are almost meticulous about answering that instantly. We're on Instagram. If you inbox message me on Instagram, I'm going to answer you. And always on Twitter at Roll Call Room. You always have somebody to listen to.
0: Shout out to BlueHelp.org. Remember, be safe. Stay. Don't catch the Rona and live your legacy. I got
1: bacon soda. All right, folks, be safe.
0: Whip it through the glass,
3: nigga. Woo, woo, woo. Who I'm do money fast nigga I'm in love with the coke
1: Thanks so much for tuning in to another great episode of the Roll Call Room. I want to remind you that uh, we are on YouTube. Go on our YouTube channel and subscribe. We're also on Twitter at Roll Call Room. We're also on Facebook at Roll Call Room Podcast. We're also on Instagram. Uh, We're always asking for you guys to go on iTunes and rate us a five star with a comment. Um, Helps us climb the charts. Uh, Don't forget to check out BlueHelp.org. Uh, If you're struggling out there um, and you need somebody to talk to, we highly recommend them. Don't forget about our nonprofit, um, TagFink.com. We got some great shows coming up soon. And uh, we love hearing from you guys. So please email us at Nick at RollCallRoom.com or Mike at RollCallRoom.com. And always take care of each other, look out for each other, and check on each other.
0: Hey Nick and Mike. This is Cammie from Spokane Valley, Washington. Just wanted to give you guys a quick uh, hello, hi, and loves. Um, What you guys are doing is absolutely amazing, phenomenal, and awesome. And because of you guys, and I've sent you this in an email, I actually went to my doctor because of my depression and got my medication switched up a little bit, which um, seems to be really helping. So anyway... You guys don't stop what you're doing, and uh, love you guys. Take it easy. Take care, and oh yeah, I forgot to say,
3: yay!